This episode of Hashtag That's My Best Friend is brought to you by the makers of Intrepid Genius. Intrepid Genius is an award-winning shirt designer that caters to the distinguished male. For more information or if you'd like to order some hot styles, go to www.intrepidgenius.com or check them out on Instagram at Intrepid Genius. Now let's get into this week's show. I guess that's just Yo, yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to another exciting episode of Hashtag That's My Best Friend. You already know who this is. This is Nick, a.k.a. your boy, NML, co-hosting alongside my beautiful, beautiful co-host, Miss Amanda B. What's up, girl? Um, Yeah, about that. So, Amanda's not here. <laughs> Psych. <laughs> Sorry for your luck, as Amanda would say. But uh, me and Amanda decided to do something different this episode. Um... She trust me, she's not going nowhere, guys. So, um, she didn't get fired or anything. But we wanted to spice things up a little bit today, and we wanted to take it back, kind of like I don't know for all my old heads out there, you know, like real world <clears throat> and like role rules. You know how they would have those confessionals where they'd be on uh, camera solo dolo. You know, for my young cats, you know how on Love and Hip Hop, you know the Bamas be talking on camera about what's going on. So. That's what we're doing. We're doing a solo session today. Um, fear not. Again, Amanda also is doing a solo session um, that will drop either later this week or next week. But until then, you're stuck with me, guys. So if you like my voice, you're in for a treat. If I get on your damn nerves, then uh, guess what? You can uh, skip this episode. But I promise everything will be G double O D good. Yeah, I'm kind of corny. Anyway, so um, the premise behind this episode is just kind of like a self-reflection episode. Um, I don't know if you guys have been following um, the podcast, so you got to know us over the past couple episodes, but I'm a pretty self-reflective kind of guy. And um, before I even hop right into the show, um, I definitely want to give a huge shout out to everybody that has been reaching out to me or Amanda about um, hashtag that's my best friend. It's crazy because literally almost like every day now um, I get a text or we get a text, email, DM, something about asking about the show. So that's showing that you guys are actually listening. So thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts. Um, we're sincerely thankful that you guys um, have allowed us to use this platform and hopefully um, this platform is making sense or at least you guys are getting a good laugh um, whenever we drop episodes Um, but um, as always just like we ask you every week um, if you do love us as much as you guys say you do please make sure that you subscribe so if you're using an Android device you know you just need to go to SoundCloud subscribe to the podcast so you will get the latest updates whenever we drop an episode or if you are a faithful iphone user you can definitely go into the podcast app 
and you can subscribe too. Um, that would help us tremendously. Um, but if not, you know, thank you for still listening. Um, we'll charge it to the game, not the heart. Now that that's out of the way, <laughs> so let's talk about this week's episode. Hopefully, I mean, hopefully this episode is not going to be like two hours long, but I don't know. Um, I can kind of ramble, so <clears throat> hopefully um, my visible co-host will kick me in the foot or something and tell me when to chill. Um, but again, as I had stated previously, this episode is literally kind of like a free-flowing episode. Um, really, I've been uh, thinking a lot lately. Um, as you know, like I said from past episodes, I'm a very, very um, complex individual um, who does a lot of um, self-reflection, and especially around this time of the year, um, as the year comes to a close, I tend to um, kind of recount what's been going on, you know, what's been working, what's not been working, um, and really just kind of take an inventory of everything within my life and kind of trying to make this, make decisions about, you know, what's going to stay, what's going to change. Um, I've always been like that, especially like around my birthday. I definitely get in that mode. Um, I'm a Scorpio. So again, you guys know um, Scorpios are very, very, very um, meticulous and we're very um, particular in our ways. So that being said, I've been looking inward a lot. And um, honestly, I mean, really, if you think about it, I really don't think there's anything wrong with um, looking inward. Um, it's something that I definitely recommend that everyone does. Um, the reason why I say that is because um, at the end of the day, we can put all types of fronts for our friends, our family, um, our colleagues, but, you know, we can't really front for ourselves, and we really can't lie to ourselves. No matter how bad we may want to, and how bad we may try to avoid um, those dirty little truths that are about us, you know, you can't really lie to yourself. And that's the thing that I really like about um, looking inward, because... I am my hardest critic. So, I mean, I really kind of analyze everything, make sure I'm doing what I need to do to be the best Nick that I can be. So, that being said, there's been a lot on my mind, you know. Um, just thinking about some things that have been um, crossing my mind. Like, for example, um, just 2017 and, like, kind of like the difference between 2016 and 2017. Um, everyone knows um, that 2016 was some straight garbage, you know what I mean, like, almost literally everyone that I talked to, um, friends, family, co-workers, associates, you know, you can go in the news, you can look at different social media venues, outlets, everyone literally hated 2016, I mean, come on, we got motherfucking Donald Trump in 2016, so you already know it was some shit, you know what I mean, <laughs> but it just wasn't a good year, and I mean, it definitely wasn't a good year. For me, um, it was very negative in a lot of aspects when it came to emotional um, situations, when it came to my finances, um, it was negative for me. Um, just, I, I took a hit. I mean, I'll be honest and I can be honest with myself. It just wasn't the best. You know, I've seen better days. I always joke with myself that really like between 2013 and two, that through 2016, that was just like my whole life was in a retrograde. And um We'll get a little bit more detail about that a little later, but what I did um, around this time last year is I committed to making sure that I would not repeat the same mistakes that I made in 2016 
in the 2017. And I'm happy to report that um, for the most part, even though 2017 has been rocky, um, that it has been a decent year. You know what I mean? Like um, every aspect of my life, I leveled up. You know what I mean? Like from my emotional, personal state, leveled up. Finances, leveled up. Um, homes, leveled up. You know, the list goes on and on and on and on. Um, never would I have thought uh, this time last year that I would be in a position that I am this year. So it just goes to show what the difference, um, just a change of perspective and thought process can mean for anybody. And um, I really can't take all the credit. Um, definitely um, my circle has really helped me kind of navigate um, 2017. You know, if it wasn't for my shorty, my shorty keeps me very um, even killed. Like she is my, um, I don't know for all my nerds out there, but like she's my uh, my Black Widow to the Hulk. You know, if you guys watch Avengers, you know, the Hulk is badass. You know, he's crazy tempered. Nobody can calm him down except the Black Widow. And that's what Ashley does. Like, I can just go on tangents. I'm just get turned up, go to zero to 100 real quick. And it's crazy. She's literally the only one that can kind of talk me off that ledge. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that because she has saved some of you guys. And <laughs> she saved myself from um, some disasters. So definitely shout out to her. Um, my inner circle as well. You know, you guys have been there for me in more ways than you guys will ever know. Um, like I said, there's things that I haven't told everyone just because... I'm a very guarded person, you know, deep down. And there's some things I haven't even shared with, like like I said, my girl that I've had to deal with and go through. Um, but if I didn't have those friendships and those people rooting me on from the sidelines, I may not be where I am. So, you know, it's all about having a positive attitude. And I think that's kind of what I did. Um, and trust me, by no means have I been perfect because I still can be... Uh, negative Nancy when it comes to things but what I've tried to do um, kind of to change the perspective from 2016 to 2017 is really try to look at things from a positive standpoint um, somebody that means a lot to me kind of put it in perspective hey God has never forsaken you ever you know God may not give you exactly what you want but he's going to give you exactly what you need and I can say confidently that every month, no matter what has happened, when I haven't, when I've thought that I'd be in trouble when it comes to finances or just my health or just different, it doesn't matter. You know, God always delivers. He always finds some way to make sure that I'm good. And it kind of, I've, I've realized that it's all about your, your thought process. You have to be thankful for the things that you have. And you need to trust the process. And that's something that I didn't do. And that's something that I've kind of observed that a lot of my peers do not do. They don't really trust the process. They want things in the now. They want a real time. I think that we are um, kind of the Instagram generation where we need everything within 60 seconds. So whether it's a text message, we need to reply in 60 seconds. So I need to know this within 60 seconds. And we don't trust the journey and trust the process. And that's something that I personally have battled with. And literally, my girl, literally last night, 
she said this. So she's like, because we'll get into that more a little bit later too. But, you know, um, she was saying that, Nick, you are so worried about the past and you just keep blaming the past for where you're at in the present. You need to focus on the now and you need to ask for the tools which you need now to be successful. And I was like, boom, mind blown right there. You know what I mean? And I think that's what it is. I think that, you know, when we are navigating these these journeys, you know what I mean? It's just like we need to, again, trust that process. And we need to, like I said, literally ask for the tools that we need to be successful. You know what I mean? And, and then just, just move forward. So um, that's one thing I took um, away from 2016. And again, 2017 definitely has been on the up. And 2018, trajectory is crazy. So many things are going good. I'm going into 2018 with a super, super positive attitude because I know that I'm not going to be in the same position that I am now. Next year at this time, everything will be different. So I'm very, very excited about that. I have projects working, um, job transitions, you name it, things are going to happen. And I know it's going to happen. And I'm just thankful for that. So all that negativity, all that bullshit, swerve. So... That's my first point. Then another thing that I've been kind of thinking about is, again, just taking the inventory of who I allow in my space. Um, really, guys, if you really think about it, your space, that little circle that you have, that's really one of the most important things that you have. Um, and guess what? You're in full control over that. You have the power to dictate who you allow to affect you, who you allow to be around you during the good times, who you allow to be around you in the bad times. And that's something that I really had to kind of alter this year. You know what I mean? Because, you know, everyone uses that word friend so loosely these days. And I think that, you know, people really forget what a friend really is. And not everyone is your friend. So I'm going to be, if you don't know, now you know. Not everyone is your friend, to be honest with you. And it's just like, I, I learned that the hard way, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I absolutely learned that the hard way. Um, I give, 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 give so much of myself. And in so many scenarios, so many situations, I give back so little. Um, I ride for people that never ride for me. And um, I end up taking L's. You know, I've taken a lot of L's for people that I don't even deal with no more on any type of level. And it's crazy to say that because again it's kind of like a self-afflicted wound at that point at this point because again you did it to yourself you know so it's, it's really i've been just kind of taking inventory of who is going to go on this journey because journey that i have again and i'm not stealing nuggets because i know she's listening i know she's going to listen she told me and this is something i said to myself over a year ago but she kind of reminded me is again ashley was talking about not everyone's going to be on your journey so Again, she's right. She's absolutely right. Not everyone is built. Not everyone is made to go on the journey. Like, God has predetermined that he has something way bigger for me. And the people that I need to be around me, they need to be conditioned to deal and handle with those things. Because those things that I'm about to embark on, these endeavors, these business adventures, these business ventures, um, this social media thing, Everything, I need the right team. Like, literally, I need the right team. Like, I really, right now, I feel like I'm a GM on a basketball team. And I'm really trying to win that chip. And I think that 
I have been moving my pieces around, really just assembling that power team, that dynasty to kind of be dominant. And I'm very thankful for that, you know, and it's just like, it's kind of funny. Um, <clears throat> like we outgrow people from time to time. Um, last week, uh, I said that we had, uh, I was going on a road trip with some of my friends and we did that. Um, we went to Philly last week and we, uh, fucking demolished cheesesteaks all day and we watched the basketball game and it was good times. You know, um, these are people that I've known for 20 plus years, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like I, I know them and they know me. Um, so it was good times. Um, so kind of just, uh, it was funny cause we, we, we rode up there. Like I said, we drove to Philly. Um, and as we were riding on um, first thing I did, you know, when everybody got in the car is I wanted them to hear the podcast, you know, cause I mean, it's funny that a lot of people would say that your friends don't really support things, what you're doing. And that's crazy. You know, you got people online, people that say, you know, you know, I rock with you, I fuck with you, but they'll support like a celebrity like LeBron James or Jay-Z or anyone like that more than the person that they grew up with or the person that they rock with on a daily basis. So it kind of um, was ironic that somebody that was very close to me, you know what I'm saying, like wouldn't even take the time an effort to listen to something that I've created. You know what I mean? Um, I would say that one of them is a faithful listener. So shout out to my boy. I'm not going to call you out. You know what I'm saying? Because it, it was a couple other people in the whip. But, you know, shout out to you for always being a faithful listener. And um, you always give great tips and feedbacks on, feedback on what to do to be better. But, you know, the other two, you know what I'm saying? I never listened to the podcast. So... I literally was like, yo, I was super excited. Like, I was like, yo, I'm put this podcast in. They're going to listen. We're going to laugh. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Almost like, it was like show and tell. <laughs> Almost like, you know, kindergarten and shit. Um, but, you know, like, we listened to the podcast for a while, you know, and you could tell they were into it. They were laughing. Um, and we having a good time. But then it was kind of like, at one point in time, we decided that we all wanted to catch up with one another. You know what I'm saying? Because, again, we don't chill um, with every, with each other all the time. I mean, we're adults, you know what I mean? So, um, kind of to put things in perspective, all my friends up here, they're all, um, typically married. They have kids, you know, and they're super committed relationships with the loud, but do not allow them to really, um, you know, get out much, you know, um, me, I'm kind of a hybrid, you know, I'm in a committed relationship, but you know, I'm pretty free to do whatever I want to do. You know, I can go and come as I please. Uh, my friends up here typically don't live like that. So, again, we don't get to see each other much. We don't really get to talk to each other much. So, I mean, we just took the time to kind of just catch up. You know, and it was kind of cool. Um, everybody went around the car kind of just giving updates about kids, you know, things that they were working on, life changes, et cetera, et cetera. And it was, it was funny because literally, like, I went last. I wanted to go last on purpose because, again, like I said, I'm very guarded, and um, I'll get to that in a second, too, but I wanted to go last. So, you know, as they were going through um, the different things, I'm, like, really reflecting, like, yo, we live completely different lives, you know what I mean? These Bamas got kids. They talking about kids this, kids that. And, man, uh, I got a pit bull puppy, you know what I mean? I got I got Jaden, you know, I got Kristen, those are my two goddaughters, but when it comes to kids, I really don't have kids. You know what I mean? So I can only relate 
but so much. Um, but then it was just kind of like I was we were we were going in like two different things. You know what I mean? Like I'm kind of on this this wave where like I'm um, kind of distancing myself from the traditional things and I'm kind of stepping out in that creative like this space. So, you know, it's just funny to see my friends, some of my friends that, you know, we were we were badasses when we were younger. You know what I mean? Like we were we were knuckleheads, we did crazy things for them to be so serious and so mature. But it was actually a good thing too, so I'm not gonna knock that. Um, so like I said, we went around the whip, you know, everyone was telling all their stuff, then it came to me and I'm like, yo, I ain't saying shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it really wasn't because a lot of shit hasn't changed or a lot of shit hasn't popped off because a lot of things have changed for me over the past 12 months. So much things have happened. Um, but again, I'm a very guarded person. And one of those people that were in the car, I mean, like I said, these were all people that I've known for 20 plus years. However, like one of me, one of me and one of those people, we had a very, very bad disagreement. Um, a little over a year ago and things have never been the same since and so it's like in my mind I'm like yo fuck it I'm not gonna tell this nigga my business like what the fuck you know what I'm saying but then it's like I was like whatever so again like I said my life again is gonna be drastically different from their life because again they're on that family stuff and they're settled down and they washed I'm not washed you know I'm going out you know having fun whatever blah 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 um but Really, um, there's a whole other side of me that most people don't know about. Like, you know, my life, literally, my day-to-day really consists of work and making sure my mother is good. For example, um, you guys may not know, but my mom is sick. My mother's been sick for um, several years. You know, she was diagnosed with a type of cancer um, that affects the blood back in the end of uh, 2000. 13 um and she became very very ill rapidly and to the point where she ended up in the hospital she was in the hospital for several months and she actually has never returned home um she was in a coma at the beginning of um 2014 and she was um in that coma for several months um the doctors didn't think that she was going to be able to talk again or do any of that stuff you know what i mean so uh, like I said, 2014 was off the break. This shit was, was wild. But, you know, ever ever since then, you know, she has um, recovered slowly but surely. And, um, you know, she's definitely not 100%. But, you know, she's still here. And, you know, I can be thankful for that. But because of that, like, she's in the rehab center. And because she's in the rehab center, I make sure I, I check on her very frequently so a lot of my day-to-day consists of actually making sure my mom is good you know what i'm saying then now my grandfather is getting older too so you know my my mom and my grandfather i kind of deal with them so i kind of was um updating them about them you know what I'm saying then i kind of updating them about things between me and ashley the future between me and ashley um which we cannot reveal but it's all good but you know just um things that we got going on and it's like what I noticed is just the, the difference. Like when everyone else was talking, all three of them were chiming in, like, yeah, man, that's cool. Da 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 blah blah blah, giving each other advice and shit, blah blah blah. But like when I was talking, when I finished literally it was like crickets. And it was like 
it was so motherfucking awkward, yo. It was so crazy. Like, it was a silence. And I literally had to be like, yo, damn. Like, was it something I said? Like, you guys ain't had shit to say. And then one of my boys was like, I mean, you know, you and your family are in my in they're in my prayers. And, you know, I took it as it is what it is. Um, I'll be honest, you know, I felt some kind of weight about it. Um, the reason why I felt kind of weird about it is because um, these same people that were in the whip, among other people, were, they also had their own individual, for the most part, not all of them, but the majority of them had their own individual relationship with my mom. Um, my mom was kind of like that mother who, you know, she knew my friends, she knew who my friends were. Um, some of my homegirls, some of my friends, she would actually have more conversation and talk to them more often than me, you know, back in the day, like via text or whatever. And it was crazy. Like one of my, my goddaughter's mother, for example, like they used to text like literally back literally every day. And it's like things change so quickly. Um, once my mom got sick, like everybody went ghost. You know what I mean? And I understand that sickness and things, you know, that can be a little awkward. You know, it's going to be a little, um, everyone deals with those things differently. But, you know, um, I've prided myself at anything that my friend goes through. Regardless, I try to be there for them as much as I can in any way possible. And um, to be honest, you know, with the situation with my moms, it really has just been me. You know what I mean? Like, thank God for my my godfather, you know. But if it wasn't for my godfather, literally, we're the only two people that have any interaction with my mom. You know what I mean? And, you know, I kind of do take that shit personally. And, again, it's like, I mean, you, I know you guys are going to be like, well, nigga, that's your mom. That's what you're supposed to do. And, yeah, I get that. You know, I get that. I respect that thought process. But, again, my thing is, like, you know, don't say that we're family, you know what I mean, or say that we're this close, you know what I mean, and, you know, you see that a nigga's struggling, like, dead ass, like, some of the things that I've had to deal with when it comes to my mom have been, like, been crazy over the past few years, and you're not there, you know what I mean, you don't say shit, you know what I mean, and it's like, it just kind of felt weird after that, and the energy, the energy for me kind of shifted, and then it was just like, the day progressed, like, we were still chilling or whatever, we were still having a good time, but then I just kept on, like, really analyzing, analyzing them, <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, it's like, I mean, out of, you know, out of all the situations that have popped off for me, like, I, I can honestly say that only one of these cats out of the three cats I was with, they've been consistent throughout everything, you know what I mean, like, again, and, like, this is the person that I probably to be honest, have talked to the least, um, you know, throughout kind of like my adult life. But I mean, we're still very close because we have that understanding that, you know, we're both grown, we're both adults, we doing our own thing. But yo, I'm loyal to you, you're loyal to me. You know, the other two, you know what I'm saying? Like one of them, like I said, we had that huge ass argument. I know where I stand with him. He knows where I stand with him. You know, he folded under pressure. So, you know what I mean? It's like no love lost when, at the end of the day. But for real, for real, I know where we stand. So, I mean, you know, when we in a group setting, it's all love. Everything is all good. But, you know, like, are you my man's like that? Nah. 
Um, and the other dude, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of 50-50. You know what I mean? Like, I think that um, as time has progressed, you know, like I said, people just naturally grow apart. You know what I'm saying? People get families. People develop different allegiances and things like that. And I feel that based on who he has chosen to have in his circle, who he has chosen to couple up with, it has changed our dynamic of our relationship. And you know what? I'm cool with that. But again, no love lost. You know what I'm saying? And that's, I mean, that's just an example. You know what I mean? Like, it's crazy. Like, I mean, literally every relationship that I have, I've kind of analyzed and I have literally just kind of segmented and put in different sections and different boxes and categories and things like that. And like I said, I've literally this year, I've been like a GM. I've put starters, reserves, traded niggas, uh, cut niggas, wave bammers, like you name it, I've done it. And it's like literally the people that know the most about me and know what's going on, the people that are invested in things like this podcast, but invested in things like the other endeavors I have going on and Trapper Genius, like those people that have invested in that, those are people that I fuck with, you know what I mean? Those are people that I'm going to continue to fuck with. Like I said, there's people that call me their best friend, literally, but they've never ever gone to the website to purchase no clothes or they never even bought no clothes. You know what I mean? They, but they're the first ones to critique some shit about, oh, well, oh, y'all need to make some 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 uh, some shirts to match these J's. Nigga, what? Nigga, call at me when you buy a shirt, my dude. <laughs> really. You know what I'm saying? You can swerve with all that. You know what I mean? But it is what it is. Like I said, I'm coming. I, like, it, like, you know, you're talking about getting rid of people and removing people out of your life. That can be perceived as being negative. But it really is positive because, I mean, you are just making space for something greater and you're making room for your blessing. And then you're also allowing those people to kind of move on and do their own thing, too. So, again, no love lost when it's come to friendships. Um, now, business, that's something that's been on my mind heavy, 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 heavy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you know, if I just rambled for the past uh, 10 minutes you know it is what it is i told you that i gave you that disclaimer um I, if you you know always know you can fast forward or if you don't like my voice uh you can end this but anyway business has been very near and dear to my heart because it's like i am at this point where like i said in the first episode i i cannot and will not and I'm not built to really work for anybody anymore. You know, like I've been in the workforce literally since I was 14 and I'm 36 now, you know? And so it's just like, I've worked some shitty ass jobs. I've worked some real cushy ass jobs. And it's just like, it's crazy. Cause the one thing remains the same out of all those jobs you are expendable and you are just another number, you know? You can work so hard, so very hard for some, some company, and at the end of the day, when they no longer have a use for you, <laughs> they'll just kick you to the curb. And so I want to get ahead of that. Like, I really just want to work for myself, and I'm very thankful that, you know, God has blessed me with the ability to um, be exposed to different things He's blessed me with this creative spirit, this creative circle that I've aligned with to open new doors. You know, like I said, 
Um, I have my own um, think tank firm, 47 Underwood, um, that is developing and evolving as we speak. You know, like I said, I still rock heavy with Intrepid Genius to the day I die. You know what I'm saying? We still, we still study. You know, then, you know, I'm collaborating with different people and we'll get on that collaboration subject in just a second, too, because I got some things to say about that. <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm just doing a lot, you know what I mean? And I honestly can see that probably within enough the next 12, 18 months, things are really, really going to be different. The shift is occurring literally as we speak. And again, I'm very thankful for that, you know, and it's just it's crazy, though, because it's just like when you start being in business for yourself and you start looking at ways to like monetize shit, you just see things are crazy. You know what I mean? Like for example, um, this whole social media boom, like influencers. So yes, um, I've been dubbed what they would call an influencer. Um, that's not something that I really, you know, I don't call myself that. Um, cause I think that <laughs> there's too many influencers and not enough influence. Like I literally tweeted that shit, um, earlier today, everyone's so quick to throw up a bio in their Twitter, their Instagram and say what they do. And then, you know, they put all these fronts and they coon in front of the camera and all this shit like that. And I'm out with that shit. You know what I'm saying? I've never been with that shit. I never will be with that shit. Um, one thing with me that I've prided myself is that I'm very genuine in everything that I do. You know, I am who I am on tape, off tape, off the gram, on the gram. This is me every day. You know what I mean? Like, this is just who I am. And I sell myself. You know what I mean? Like, I give good advice. I know that for a fact. And I know how to run a business. So, I mean, those are things that <laughs> I market myself on being able to do. Um, and then I love to give back, you know what I mean? But, you know, it all comes from a genuine place. Um, what I've come to realize um, working alongside um, some people in, in this area is everyone is not who they say they are. You know what I mean? Everyone has a motherfucking agenda, you know, when it comes to being an influencer, or being a personality or YouTube star. Or I'm a... I'm a promoter, I'm a radio personality, whatever. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, you know, a lot of y'all let that shit get to your head and you do shit for the wrong reasons. Um, one thing that you'll never catch me doing is I'll never do shit for the wrong reasons, one, and I'll never think I'll be too good to help someone else. And I think that's what I've been struggling with um, for the last few weeks is how do I separate myself? How do I differentiate myself? from everybody else. You know what I mean? Everybody has a YouTube channel. Everybody's getting a podcast. Everybody has 10 million followers. Everyone is an influencer. Blase. Woohoo, we're influencers. But what what are you influencing? To me when you influence something, you're actually enacting change or you're sparking something just because you're cute. And you post a lot of selfies. doesn't make you fucking cool, motherfucker. I'm sorry. Like I said, I'm not trying to call no one out. I promise I won't because AJ told me to keep it cute. But it is what it is. Like, don't fake like you're about shit. Don't fake like you're about charity. Don't fake like you're about positivity 
when you really, your soul is black and you're nasty and you have a nasty ass attitude, that's something you're not going to catch from me. You know what I mean? Whenever someone has ever approached me to do business or even to get advice, I've always looked at it objectively. Now, again, not everyone, but you, you cannot do business with everybody. I mean, you got to be real with yourself and you know, like you're not, you're not going to get free advice 24 seven. But something that I said yesterday really resonated within myself is I'm always going to at least give someone a breadcrumb. You know, if they're trying to break into the business, if they're trying to do something about anything that I may have any knowledge about, I'm going to give them the breadcrumbs or the blueprint to figure it out on their own. You know what I mean? But I'm not going to just be too Hollywood and ignore them. You know what I mean? I'm not going to not say shit to them because I think that's whack. I mean, I think that the majority of people, when they say, oh, I didn't see your email, I didn't see your text, I didn't see your DM or whatever, that's bullshit, my nigga. Come on, man. We are glued to our phones. As society, we are glued to our phones. So y'all see shit. Y'all see everything because you don't want to miss certain opportunities. But when you think that people cannot benefit you, you carry them and you kick them to the curb. But guess what? The same people that you kick to the curb, they're going to be the same people that you're looking looking to to get put on when they blow. You know what I mean? It just is what it is. Everything is is cyclical. You know what I mean? Everyone got their own wave. Some people try to ride other people's waves. I'm not about that. I'm all about getting it the hard way, getting it the real way. I'll continue to make my own wave. But that being said... I'm not afraid to give anyone a breadcrumb or give them the keys to figure it out on their own. Because guess what? A lot of you guys, you influencers, podcasters, all you people out there, I'm sorry to say, you guys are scared of, you're scared of getting kicked to the curb. You're scared of being replaced. And I'm never scared. I'm never scared. So I'll give someone advice on how to do shit because I know that regardless of what I tell them, they cannot create a finished product like I can. They can't produce certain ideas and thoughts like I can or come up with concepts or designs or things like that. They're not me. You know what I mean? So the difference is me. The difference should be you. If you believe in your own brand, if you believe in your own product, it should be you. You know what I mean? Like you should you shouldn't feel that if you give someone the advice or you open a door for someone or introduce somebody to someone that, oh, shit, these motherfuckers is coming for my, my seat. At my table, there'll be seats for everybody. But guess what? I'm always going to be at the head of the table. So if you don't have that type of confidence in your brand, then you don't deserve a brand. Real talk. And that's what it is. And I mean, that's how like I'm branding myself. You know what I mean? Like I'm not afraid to give. God loves a cheerful giver. You know, much has been given to me all my life, so I'm not afraid to give back. So, whether it's money, whether it's time, whether it's knowledge, I will continue to give back to D.C., not only D.C., but whoever I can. And if I can mentor somebody, if I can make a change and be a change maker for someone, I will. You know what I mean? And that's just that's just being real. So, I mean, business, like I said, has been on my mind because it's just like, what am I going to do? And like I said, that's one of the things. Hold on, guys. I really got to drink some water because I've been talking now for about 40 minutes. <laughs> this is bad with me. Um, it's so ghetto. I feel like Amanda right now or whatever. 
I kind of miss her. You guys miss her? Nah, I didn't think so. Anyway, like I said, when it comes to business and stuff, how do you set yourself apart? And I think that's what I've really been, like I said, that is how you set yourself apart. You have to have that confidence. You have to have that swag to know that you have some shit that no one can duplicate. You know what I mean? But at the same time, be humble enough to know that, you know, just as it was given to you, it can be taken away, for one. And two, you know, there's room for everybody to eat. Like I said, when it comes to this social media shit, um, you know, knock on wood, because, you know, net neutrality, I can't even say the word, neutrality is coming and that might fuck everything up. But, you know what I'm saying? Like, so many people have monetized social media. You know, it's so crazy. Everyone has become a subject matter expert in the craziest things, whether it's shoes, whether it's podcasting, whether it's fashion, makeup, you name it. You know, regular smuggler ass people have taken their love for something and they have got paid for that. And to me, that is the key. You have to love what you do. And I can honestly say that sometimes I hate what the fuck I do. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to different jobs that I've had, there's literally, like, I was telling um, one of my friends that there's only one job that I actually did have a love for. And believe it or not, it was a retail job. But with that same retail job, I literally was making the difference. I was mentoring people, helping them be able to feed their families by making sure they make the most money possible. I made the most money ever doing that job, and I had to fucking sell cell phones and manage a cell phone store. It's crazy, but I actually fucking loved that job because I saw a purpose, and the purpose was not just the fact that I was fucking making six figures. It was because I was helping other people do the same. My team got paid. That shit turned me on. It was like an aphrodisiac. Like, I was like, yo, we making more money. Because it was like, yo, if I'm investing in my team, if my team is eating, guess what? Then I'm motherfucking eating too. So I'm going to keep on investing in them. I'm going to pour into them. And then guess what? They're going to pour back into me. We're going to get paid. That's my favorite job because it was a win-win. And that's how I will operate all my businesses. All my businesses, people work on work who will work under me, they will get something out of it. They will get something intrinsic, whether it's financially compensated, whether it's morally compensated, everyone is going to win. And I can, I guarantee you, but if I continue to have that philosophy and I urge you again, I'm giving you nuggets right now. Again, there's some, motherfuck- there's some motherfuckers who wouldn't even say this shit on the air. They wouldn't even say this shit. They would keep it in their motherfucking notebook because they were like, look, I ain't going to share nothing. I'm not going to share nothing because da 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 whatever. But the key to win is, is to pour into your team because if you invest in your team, they're going to invest in you and everybody wins. So guarantee 47 Underwood, anyone that works with 47 Underwood, you're going to win. Anyone that works for Shepard Genius, you're going to win. Anyone that works for, works for BBS and all the other stuff that I got going on, you are going to win. Drop the mic. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I mean, you already know, business business gets me amped. I get, when I start talking about the things I got going on and, like, the climate of, like, what I do, it's crazy. Because it's just, like, I see these people doing the same thing that I do, 
every week on the show. And, you know, they're they're in bigger arenas. And it's like they're only in these arenas based on a cosign or whatever. And that's cool. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. But, I mean, if you didn't have that cosign, would you really have been in that position? So, since you are in that position and you did get a cosign, why are you going to turn your nose up on the next man looking for a come up? Kind of confusing, right? <laughs> Moving along. Um, yeah, I mean, that pretty much sums up, sums it up for me. I mean, like I said, it's been about, I've been reflecting about business, friendships, and just, you know, being positive. I mean, positivity is key. You got to be positive. Like, for real, I mean, that's, it's all about your thought process. And literally, I did something crazy. Like, I was in my emails today. I deleted emails that I've had since 2013. Um, and it had nothing about no girl or anything. It's nothing about no girl or nothing before you guys jump to conclusions. But, like, there was a situation that happened that um, <clears throat> I literally kept these emails to this day because I wanted to make sure, you know, if I ever have to um, refer back to it, I want to make sure I have all the information. I literally deleted that shit today. And, like, I felt this breath of air just come across me because literally it was like why am I holding on to this shit it already happened it's not going to change I cannot go back in time I cannot fix it so why the fuck am I still have these 12 emails about a situation that happened back of February 2013 <laughs> you know what I mean it doesn't, it doesn't even make sense um, another situation uh, my one of my exes they emailed me um, two days ago and they were just they blasting me, you know what I mean? And it's like, literally, I'm sitting there like, I wanted to have trigger figures. Because it's like, yo, why the fuck do you feel that you can, you can, um, you can just email me or you can contact me, say whatever the fuck you want to say, and then I don't say shit back. And then I realized that, you know, that's what they want. They want me to respond. So I didn't respond. I just deleted the email. And that gave, it, that gives you power because, when you don't, like Fab said, like, not getting a message is sending a message. You know what I mean? Silence is golden. You have the power. A person is going to argue with themselves for so long. You know what I mean? Why dignify certain things? Like, remove that negativity shit. This shit's in the past. All the shit that you're bitching about right now is in the motherfucking past. It doesn't matter. I don't care about it. Um, move on. You know what I mean? Like, it is what it is. So, it's just like I'm finding myself becoming more and more empowered. And it's just, it's crazy. Like, I, I'm being, I'm just becoming more self-aware. Like, something real personal. And then we're going to go ahead and wrap this thing up. Um, you guys have heard me from time to time say that I'm the most uh, introverted extrovert. You know what I mean? And it is true. Like, over time... I really don't like to be around people. You know what I mean? Like, I'm a homebody. Like, people generally get on my fucking nerves. And, you know, it. it's weird because I became more like that. Like, for example, like, I mean, everyone knows niggas can go on Instagram. They can go on Twitter. Like, a nigga is heavy. I'm a chubby dude or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I've been super, super, duper fat. You know what I'm saying? I lost weight. Um, well, I gained weight back and as I gained weight back um 
I started getting negative attention. You know what I mean? Like I started going out to different places and things like that. And, you know, certain people would like look at me and made me feel uncomfortable. Like people's kids would make comments and shit. And it's like, I mean, it made me uncomfortable to the point like literally like I wouldn't want to really go out of the house. And I mean, it's like, like I'm not no grotesque ass nigga. Like I said, you guys can see me. I look fucking good. You know what I'm saying? But I'm a big nigga. I'm six feet. 300 plus pounds, so I'm a big dude, you know what I mean, so you're not gonna miss me, you know what I'm saying, like when I step out on the street, but because I had this complex about me, you know what I mean, like I really started like, man, I gotta go in the crib, I don't wanna be outside, I don't want niggas to look at me because it's like, it made me feel weird, and like literally, I was in Target the other day, and like, it was the first time probably in... I was saying like six, seven months, but I had like just walked around the store, like literally just looking around, looking for shit. Like usually when I go to the store, um, it is like a straight, like fucking kamikaze mission. Like boom, I know exactly where these things are at. I'm about to go get it and leave because I don't want nobody to say something crazy to me. I don't want nobody to look at me crazy. I don't want anybody, I don't want to fuck someone up because that's the thing with me. Like, one thing about me, if everyone knows, that I will step to your ass. If you fucking are bold enough to say something to me or look at me crazy, I'm bold enough to fucking pull you and pull your car. So I just try to avoid those situations because, you know, like, I be in that Commonwealth state a lot of good old Virginia and I'm a black man and I'm not trying to get locked up, honestly. <laughs> but I digress. But literally, I was in Target, and I was looking at, like, Christmas shit, stuff for my girl. And it was crazy. Like, I actually was enjoying myself. And it was, like, it was crazy because this kid was, like, literally following me in the store. And he just kept looking at me and staring at me. And, like, I'm just like, the fuck is your problem, dude? Like, have you never seen a fat black dude before or whatever? Like, I mean, what is it? Um, <laughs> but anyway, like... Literally, and then I hear his dad like, where, where are you at, Billy? Where are you at? Stay close. And I was like, yeah, you need to stay close because I'm out with it. And the little dude just like, <laughs> he like ran off. And it was like, at that moment, I said to myself, I was like, fuck this shit. Like, I deserve to go out every day. I deserve, I, if I want to fucking weigh 600 fucking pounds, 800 pounds, 1,000 pounds. If I want to weigh fucking 1,000 pounds, and I want to walk around in a big fat ass moo moo and uh, walk around Target all day, then that's my right. I breathe the same fucking air as you. I bleed the same blood, and you are no better than I am. If I'm 50 pounds, same thing. It doesn't matter. And it was like, right there, it was like, again, like, game changer. Like, I've been, I realized that. I've been living my life these past year or so for other people in the comfort of others. Like, oh, well, I'm not going to do this, so I'm not going to do that. Fuck that shit. I'm going to do me. Like, I'm I'm me. Like, I'm me. No matter big, small, small, big, it, it, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter. It's, it is what it is. And so, that's something else. So, moral of the story and this long self-reflection is a positivity, power of positivity. Positivity is cool. It can change the world. It's all about your perspective. 
be your circle. You got to surround yourself with the most rugged clique ever. They got to be like-minded and they have to share in that positivity. You don't need no motherfuckers who's going to be negative around you all day. You need gold chasers just like you. You need people that are on the same wave and the same vibe as you are. And somebody that's going to go over a cliff just like you will go over a cliff for them. I can honestly say that anyone that I actually say that they are my friend, I'll do anything for you. And that's, that, that is my word. So this is your circle is B. Seize your business. Like just brand yourself differently. Just believe in yourself. Be able to stand out. Just be different, but be confident. And again, stop faking for the gram. Just be yourself. You don't need to do all this shit for likes. But again, you can be humble too. You can be bold and humble at the same time. And then finally, just, you know, just being self-aware and just, just knowing that we're all human and that we all breathe the same air and we bleed the same blood. That's it. Um, <laughs> man, this is crazy. It's crazy because I recorded this shit earlier um, and the recording got fucked up. So pretty much I know I talked about the same thing um, for the most part, but again, I freestyled it. So I'll look forward to um, the reviews that I get. I'm sure some of the some of the things that I said have been pretty uh, eye-opening. Um, so if the people that don't listen to the podcast, this is the first episode they listen to, um, they may have like a rude awakening, but hey, I'm unapologetic. Fuck it. Um, I love you guys. Um, like I said, AJ's on deck. Um, her episode will again debut either sometime this week or next week and then we will reconvene together next week other than that y'all be easy later